taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Hello, and welcome to Authentic Living. Today is an exciting day because we get to hear from the mystic, medical, intuitive, and wise woman, Caroline Mize. Caroline is the best-selling author of some of my personal favorites, including Anatomy of the Spirit, Why People Don't Heal, and How They Can, and Sacred Contracts. Caroline is an international following, having appeared on TV and radio, even successfully hosting her own TV show in New York on the Oxygen Network for one year, and she's taught in 36 countries around the world. Caroline started her career as a journalist, later founding Stillpoint Publishing while starting a practice as a medical intuitive. In 1984, she met Dr. Norman Sheely, who took an interest in her ability as a medical intuitive and assisted her in honing those skills. He often contacted her by phone during their work together and asked for a patient assessment in which all she needed was the name, age, and permission of the patient to provide a complete profile of the patient's physical, mental, emotional, and family history. Later, they collaborated and co-authored a book called The Creation of Health, a book which eventually became standard classroom material for the study of medical intuition. This work gave Caroline a national audience which continued to grow with each of her international bestsellers. After her second bestseller, Caroline became intensely interested in the study of symbols and archetypes. That interest has blossomed into deeper and deeper levels of conscious awareness so that Caroline became a practicing mystic. And her deep kinship and study of St. Teresa of Avila motivated her to write Entering the Castle, the topic of our discussion today. If you're hungry to live your soul's life while still living an ordinary life, perhaps today you can learn how to do that. Caroline, welcome to Authentic Living, and thank you so much for taking your time and energy to offer your wisdom to our listening audience today. Well, thank you, Andrea. Thank you. I I have this terrible fear that you're going to hear my dog start barking in one second, so what I'll do is grab her shortly and Put her someplace where you can't hear her. I just realized that she walked up into my office when I wasn't looking. I thought she was downstairs. That's going to put the fear of God into me because when she starts. But anyway, hi. Hi, and welcome. First, I want to apologize to the listening audience and to you, Caroline, because our promotion gave some wrong information about your start as a medical intuitive. We got some faulty information. Caroline did not start out as a nurse. But as a journalist, and I want to make that correction today, a correction that gave her a big laugh when I told her about it. So I wanted to take care of that business. I mean, I can't even, I can't even look at it. I'm one of those people that can't even look at a needle. But also, I always want to say, too, people list me as uh, the founder of Still Point Publishing when, in fact, there were three of us. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't um, eclipse the other two wonderful people. There are three of us, and uh, it was, in fact, their idea, Jim and Chip Young, and they invited me to join in, so the three of us started the publishing company. We did indeed do that, but uh, it was their idea, and they asked me as a, to join as an editor and co-founder. Uh, co so all of us financially started it and creatively started it, but it was a, three, it was a tripod, a okay. trilogy. 
okay. as it were. So, so thank you for allowing me to do that. So, okay. and hi, how are you? I'm <laughs> great. And how are you? My dog's just gone to sleep, so keep your fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe we can do this without his, uh, her, his. She. She's a little he, cockapoo. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get started. I guess the best place to start with this kind of depth conversation is on Saint Teresa of Avila. Can you tell us about her and what was it that drew you to her? Well, well, Teresa of Avila is a, a magnificent, magnificent saint. She's probably uh, the, the last great Catholic mystic. She's the great Catholic mystical theologian. And, and when I say the last great Catholic mystic, I mean pre-Renaissance. Because after Teresa, uh, when the Age of Enlightenment came, the mystical experience morphed into something far more intellectual than experiential. So Teresa was the last great experiential mystic in the sense that there were others. I mean, Padre Pio was is was the type of mystic that almost was pre-Renaissance in that he was all consumed with the mystical experience. He was somebody who actually saw demons and saw angels and was possessed by God. And, and that is what one would say about Teresa. She was possessed by her love of the divine. There are many things about her that intrigued me, but let me say that what intrigues me, there are 10,000 things about mysticism that fascinate me, but where, why I wanted to take, go into mysticism as a subject for the contemporary person is because I heard people so often say, I still do, I hear it all the time, someone will say, I've, I've been in a dark night of the soul. I'm in a dark night. They use phrases that come from the 16th century. Dark night of the soul is John of the Cross. He wrote the poem, Dark Night of the Soul, in reference to a time of great suffering. And, and the language of these great mystics, the, their journey into their soul, is something that I think we are on the precipice of. We've reached the end, whereas they began at the, age, at the beginning of the, end of the Age of Reason. We are now at the end of the Age of Reason. We are at the beginning of the a new mystical renaissance and the end of the Age of Reason. Every problem we are facing in our lives on this planet cannot be solved anymore by reason. We cannot reason our way through the financial crises facing us. We cannot reason our way through or buy our way through the economic problem or the environmental problem. What is facing us as a global species, are problems that require a way of perception. Perception is a mystical term that, that require we ascend to a much higher level of perception. And that requires that we learn to defy gravity the way the mystics did. And so the work of, I took the work of Teresa because she wrote some of the greatest pieces back in the uh, late 1500s, one of which is called The Interior Castle, in which she said that soul was like a diamond and it had seven interior mansions. That was her vision of the soul. And, and she said she called it The Interior Castle. In our language, what she was describing was the difference between how the ego perceives God and the ego perceives God as the person wants God to be. 
And she says, you have to get through that, and you have to get beyond how you want God to be and break that down. You've got to break that. You've got to deconstruct your, the way you want God to be because that is a fearful God. That is a God that you want to take care of you because you're frightened. And then you find your soul. Your soul is a much deeper force, and she calls that your interior castle. And when I noticed that she said the soul has seven mansions, it was that template of seven and her profound understanding of human nature, which coming from someone 500 years ago, we make the mistake of thinking that because they, it's 500 years ago that they didn't know what they were talking about, when in fact their brilliance at understanding human nature you wouldn't know the difference between whether this scholar was from the University of Chicago or a monastery in Avila, Spain from 500 years ago. That's how superbly brilliant she is, was, is. I, I consider her as active and alive now as she was then. Um, certainly have brought her to life. Well, I, I, her work is so astoundingly brilliant. It's like a laser. And so I took her work and I put it in a contemporary voice for people because I absolutely believe that uh, so many people are, on, uh, are in need of finding their soul. But what we did in these last 50 years was we, we took the vocabulary of the soul out of the language of our society as a whole. We took it out while at the same time uh, be initiating what we call the New Age spiritual movement, but, at the, but we took out the very core language that we need. So we X'd out the journey. We kind of negated the journey, so we had no option but to retreat back into a very mental God. So we actually, in effect, uh, never went there. We never made the journey that we started out with such great enthusiasm in the 60s when we, you know, started with the gurus and all of this and we, we started, but we ended up becoming quite mental at, you know, yoga is for exercise and stress reduction. That's a mental thing. It's a health thing. We took that down the road of health and mental, mental well-being. But that's not what yoga is about. Do you think yogis go into it in India and have for centuries because they want to stress reduce? Are you crazy? <laughs> but that's what we did. But that's what we did. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. And I've lectured to enough groups, uh, uh, groups of yoga students to know that they ban any discussion of um, God and the nature of the soul. That's not, whoa, that's not what they're there for. I, I, will, get rid, I will remove Abby. during the commercial but you know but that's just not what they're there for right so we did not we did not do the right we did not pursue god as such in fact the use of the word god became difficult i never did that in my workshops because i would get these little god goddess uh nonsensical political correctness. I didn't even pay attention to it anymore. I thought, I am not even, just stop with this. And then, you know, prayer, prayer became, you know, you could tell people to relax and take a deep breath, but not prayer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what is this about spirituality when there was all this nonsense? People were, you know, 
um, it was just preposterous. Right. It, we sort of dumbed it down then, didn't we? What dumbed it down is we intellectualized it into um, wounded political correctness. Mm. And that's not God at all. Right. That's not, that is not a true spiritual path. That is wounded political correctness for the sake of going to a street fight. Hmm. Tell me about wounded political correctness. What is the difference in wounded? Well, that's when you've got to pick a fight because you've got no real power. Okay, okay. Right. You know, it's, 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 you've got to pick a fight. Oh, I, I, need, I need you to use the word goddess. Why? Why? Because I need to hear you say it is what it amounts to. It's a power thing. I need to hear you say it. Mm-hmm. It's all about a power thing. When, in fact, the teacher means no insult to the student. I'm not saying the word God to insult your goddess. But by you saying, I am insulted, you are saying, I need to hear you say goddess in order to please me. Right. So in other words, I'm sort of exposing my wound by saying that. No, I'm, it's a power play. Right. I, I demand you say that in order to please me. Mm-hmm. There's no God involved. Mm-hmm. There's no respect for the divine involved in that. I see. None whatsoever. Okay. Well, all right. So we've, we've gotten clear on uh, that part of the aspect of what it is not. And as we come back after the break, we're going to learn more about what this journey into the soul really is. This is Authentic Living. We're talking today to Caroline Mice. We'll be back in just a moment. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance to expect guidance, to trust, and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, 
hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We're back with Carolyn Mace. We've talked uh, just before the break. We were talking a little bit about sort of uh, the name of God and what that means and sort of the journey we've been taking with regard to how we have attempted to access our soul but sort of got misguided a little bit along the way and turned it into a mental journey. So this segment, I want to talk just a little bit about entering that castle and, and, and you said in the book that it has to do with finding and beginning to live out of your own soul. So how do you define the soul, Caroline? Well, you know, you, that, that's another one of those funny little things where you can't define the soul. You can only experience it. That's one of those mystical phenomenon. Okay. I mean, the, the mind would like to define the soul, and I can give you a number of definitions, but it won't help you. Mm-hmm. It won't help you at all. Okay. Any more than if you said to a woman who is not a mother, how do you define the way a mother loves a child? And you ask someone who is a mother, tell me, describe the love you have for your child. And all the descriptions in the world cannot transfer the sensation or feeling of that love to you. It neither can animate it in you or even give you a second of what that passion is like. There are no words that can convey that. Okay, so you wrote this book intending to help uh, readers get an experience of their own soul. Right. Okay. Right. All right, so uh, we know we're going to be taking a journey when we take this, uh, mm-hmm. when we read this book, mm-hmm. into the castle with seven mansions. Right. We know that each mansion has many rooms. What is the essential task of the journey itself overall? Well, the, the, the journey is to go deeply into yourself. Uh, self-knowledge would be the way Teresa described it, the search for self-knowledge. Because what she was very aware of, and as I have worked with people, and including myself, what you realize is that what stands between you and a very intimate relationship with the interior life is that, is that there's a tremendous fear of, of, of truth. There's a tremendous fear of the authentic power of truth and how much um, being able to perceive truth as opposed to living in illusion changes your life. And what close contact with, with the divine is about is a capacity to perceive truth at all times. And 
and, and what, if you look at your life and realize how many of your choices are constantly made based upon deceiving yourself and based upon maintaining those deceptions. And if you just paid attention to that in one day, you'd see that most of your choices are based upon self-betrayal and deception. Whether it's a something as small as, I'll start exercising tomorrow, you are there lying to yourself. Whether it's no matter how you think of it, whether it's the way you turn around something and say, I really didn't say that. A friend says, will you keep, can I confide in you and will you keep it? Absolutely, and you betray her three minutes later with a phone call. You can't keep your word. How much during the day is based on self-deception? And you don't look at it. You don't stop to reflect on the fact that you can't keep your word. You aren't a person of integrity. You cannot look at that truth. The, the true soul journey is looking at truth, beginning with yourself. Right. Okay, so we're going to be looking for real self-truth. And this is a, it's not an easy journey, but it's a definitely a journey that uh, offers us the potential of finding something very real within ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first mansion has to do with humility, and I really love the way you've discussed humility in the book. Humility, chaos, and divine seduction. Can you explain each one of these? Uh, in a radio show? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, small. Uh, brief as possible. <laughs> well, okay. The, um, the, the first mansion that you enter into begins with your relationship with humility. And... In our culture, we do not discern the difference between the power of being humble and the fear of being humiliated. Mm-hmm. We, have no, we draw no line in the sand between those two uh, very, very, very different forces. The power of being humble is a great, great shield, a great shield. It is your greatest shield in life is being humble. But in our culture... We see humble as poor and powerless, when in fact, it is your greatest liberation. It frees you from the need to have other people approve of you. It frees you from the fear of failure. It frees you from always wondering what other people think of you. But that's only if you understand what true humbleness is. The fear of being humiliated is, the, is to me, the most obsessive fear people have. They can't get up in the morning and get dressed without wondering what will people think. They can't do a thing without being... And when people say that they struggle with forgiveness, what it is they cannot forgive are acts of humiliation against them. The people who, who humiliated them are the people they cannot forgive. And they cannot... It's not that they can't forgive. It's that they fantasize over acts of vengeance and wanting to get even with those people and they fantasize over um, achieving ranks of success and coming back and making those people feel terrible that they ever humiliated them and saying, see how really wonderful I am and, and now I want you to come back and need me and I get to reject you. And these are the secret fantasies of people who have been humiliated. And so it's really not 
that they've been so hurt, but that they're so enraged. And it's not that they can't forgive, it's that they have this sense of fantasy vengeance that is never discussed. People don't want to discuss that. But that's the, the great elephant in the room, so to speak. Yep, sure is. And, <clears throat> of course I'm right. <laughs> and, and this, <clears throat> excuse me, this is what needs to come out in therapy that never does. Mm-hmm. It never comes out because it's much too distasteful. Mm-hmm. Much too distasteful. It's much more, um, it's much more along the lines of how we've, we've created this artificial course of therapy that we have that says it's better to talk about who hurt you and turn healing into a whodunit and go get them and, and support the victim consciousness, which is why no one ever heals. Exactly. And rather than go deeper into it and look at the fact that you carry a sword in you and that you fantasize about getting them. And until you get to that point... You'll never, you'll never ever go near. You must look at what humiliation has done to you because let us take it a step further now. You fear that God will do the same thing to you. And until you get through that, you can never get on your knees and say to God, what is it you want me to do with the gift of this life that you've given me? Because you will block that because where this is going is not about what anyone else has done to you because who cares it's not about that that's for your silly support groups this is about you finally being able to hear god's instructions for you so you stop this fantasy about i know i was born for something special but but what but what but you haven't got the courage to listen to that because you're absolutely convinced that unless it's terrific and you can shove it in somebody's face who humiliated you, you don't want to hear about it. So unless you heal this and go into that first mansion and get your soul together so that it's solid enough and has the stamina to actually hear profound guidance and you, don't need, and you could hear whatever is said to you and you don't need to run it past people for approval. Right. That's a soul with stamina. But you have to get through this. You have to be able to, to take, and you know what it takes? It takes being humiliated. It takes being humiliated great, big, huge by God so that you finally are resurrected out of the earth to the point where you say, man, this was really something. If I can survive this, I'm free. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. That's beautifully put. Thank you. You know, one of the things that I love the most about your book is in the second mansion you talk about the reptiles and and uh, sort of mm. going into the shadow and, and pulling, uh, turning the darkness into a, something that can attract light. And I, I really so think that's so important right now in this time when we're really trying to figure out what the soul is. Can you talk a little bit about that process? Of turning the darkness into light? Not turning it into light, but uh, recognizing, first recognizing your light, then allowing the darkness to attract light. You don't allow darkness to attract light. Um, It attracts it all by itself. Yeah. I mean, darkness attracts light. 
and light attracts darkness. Right. Your light attracts darkness, and darkness attracts light. I mean, it's, it's a package deal. Mm-hmm. It's a package deal. One of the reasons I tell my students at all times, fly under the radar. Fly under the radar. Go in silence and go invisibly into this world. Go in silence and go invisibly. Fly under the radar. The last thing you should ever do is, is um, brag. Bragging is so, such a hideous trait, but is, is go out there and say something like, oh, I'm a healer, or I'm this. Any sentence that begins with I am, other than I am tired, I am hungry, is going to get you in trouble. Right. Okay, well, let's come back and talk about that some more after the break. This is Authentic Living. This is Andrea Matthews, and today we're talking to Caroline Mace. Come back again to hear some more. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit A-I-H-T dot E-D-U. All my love. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at skillsusa.org. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. 
We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living. This is Andrea Matthews, and this show is brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. Today we're talking to Carolyn Mace, uh, and we're ta- exploring the concept, the not concept, really the whole energy about experiencing the soul. Um, and in that vein, what we were starting to try to get to a little bit in the last segment was the shadow and what that means. I think that one of my deepest concerns is that the New Age movement has left out the shadow and what its importance is and how we deal with it and all of that. So can you speak to that a little bit, Caroline? Well, why do you think the New Age movement left out the shadow? I'm curious what your perception about that is. Well, that's a real good question. I think you hit it right on the head. I think we have gone mental. I think we've made it into a mental abstraction that has to do with self-talk rather than really going deeper and trying to find something. But why did we do that? I know what we did. Why is the question? I think the answer is because we don't want to know the truth. We don't want to go there. Okay, so there, there you have what true mysticism is. It is the search for the truth. And because we can't do that, we've avoided it. That is precisely why the spiritual movement has never really engaged. Because it is a movement of truth. So you, you, it, it, it's what we've experienced is the antithesis of the spiritual movement. Right, right. We, we've experienced the shadow dressing of it, but not it at all. We've they, they've opened health spas and massages and and um, eating bird food and granola and 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 never being a heavier heavier obese population. And all the things that we, and never becoming a more dishonest or dishonorable culture. And never having more crimes of sexuality. Never having more pedophilia in the church. Never having more darkness while claiming to be so spiritual mm-hmm. as a culture. Right. Having these, these evangelicals who believe the most preposterous nonsense of, of, Literally, uh, that there weren't any dinosaurs, and that while driving cars on fossil fuel, I mean the preposterousness. Going to war, led by a moron, who then turns around and says, "I had I had the wrong information," and well, you know, there it is. It happens. I just had bad information, and and the rest of the country says, "Oh well, he had bad information." Well, you know, that, well there it is, and we and you go back to dinner. Instead of hauling him out and trying him for treason, mm-hmm. now, and we just keep go about going our daily way, and 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 then when when teachers like me would be on our podium saying, "People, let us look alive. We have to do something." I didn't come here to talk politics, but right. I'm in the consciousness movement. I don't like to look at the news, but this is a world you're you're you're, you're responsible for. So. The, the, the journey of the last 10 years, 8 years, was so difficult to call it the consciousness movement. You can't even use that word. You can't even use that word. 
because it doesn't apply to the the last you can't you can't even use that word right right so when we're unconscious the shadow goes somewhere else somewhere well, else the, the shadow has to go somewhere it went into we voted it into office in fact it stole the office mm-hmm. it stole the office and even that was all right oh well it stole the white house and then it started a war. We invaded a nation for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Oops, wrong facts. No facts, in fact. Right. Oops. It was an oops. And then you have, we broke the bank. Oh, well, too many, you know, that happens. Selling homes without, you don't even need any credit. Don't worry about it. Shop, shop, shop away. 9-11 happens and this imbecilic president says, just go shopping. Just go shopping. Right. Excuse me? Go shopping? You just go on shopping. I'll take care of it. You take care of it? I see. That's right. And now the rest of the world, the whole world, is in this absolute shambles that is not possible to reconcile with, I think we'll buy our way out of this, too. You can't buy your way out of this. It's not possible. You've got these absolute immoral creatures at the head of these banks, and you're going to leave them there? These are the same people that did this, and they're still throwing parties. They're still doing it. They haven't stopped at all. And what we have is a culture of entitlement, and they still think they're entitled. Right. Right. This, This whole notion of self, the self, the self help. Thing. We are the self and the wealth generation. We just don't get it. It's over with. The, what we did was we went into the shadow of the self. It's all about us. Whatever I want is okay. Right. Even if I can't afford it. But I want it and I need it. I need it for my healing because it's all about me. Well, we all about meet ourselves to the point of absurdity. It's not all about me. Never has been. And you're not entitled to anything. We're not entitled to invade a nation for oil. We're not entitled to do whatever we want, not either as a country or as an individual. And what this is, is the end of the age of entitlement. It's over with. Okay, so maybe there's some hope in turning this back around, maybe. Well, first, people have to snap out of their mythologies. Right. And, I, and I think that, it, you know, you have to snap out of, my God, what was I thinking? And you have to become realistic. You can't, you can't run away from what's, what's, uh, what you have to look at. You can't run away from problems. You can't run away from, you have, to, you have to go back, you have to awaken a little common sense. You can't turn to the government and say, will you please take care? You can't have eight babies in fertilization, in in vitro fertilization, when you already have six children, and then look at the public and say, will you take care of me? Mm-hmm. That's criminal. Right. That is criminal. They should haul that physician and say, you, you big daddy, are going to support her. Well, that'd be interesting. You don't do that. You don't, you, don't, you don't call that responsible life. 
How about all those pro-life activists? You tell them you like this kind of stuff, you support her. Mm-hmm. Right. So really what you're saying is the challenge for us as a contemporary uh, in this contemporary time is really to look a little deeper, look under the surface, look beyond look our impulses. Little, we have become irresponsible. Right. We're a totally irresponsible society because we became so self-focused that we dropped the ball on taking care of the whole. While holism was actually being born, we weren't there at all. That's the great paradox. While holism was actually incarnating and descending upon this earth as a template, as an archetype, we missed the boat because we became so self-focused. It was all about us. We should have passed through the age of narcissism in the 1980s, but we liked it. We got so involved in our own wounds and our own needs that it was all about us. We fell for this mythology that highest potential, I know I have a higher potential out there, and I'm not moving till I find it. It's all about me. I need, I need my space. I need my this. I need my that. I need. And as soon as the words, people were given permission to use the words, I need, it was all over but the crying. Right, so uh, turning it inward then, the focus, turning the focus inward and looking at shadow material within us sort of draws the, fo- the shadow back out of its unconscious um, ramblings outside of us and pulls it back in where it belongs so we can look at it and uh, take ownership of it. And then what are you going to do with it? Own it. Make it. And then what? So now you own it. Okay, it's my shadow. Now what? Well, I think the first thing that I think, <laughs> if you want to know what I think, is that the shadow is a part of... The wholeness. It's a part of the universe. But what are you going to do now that I own it? Now you're in your head. Love it. Love it. it. Okay, now you love your shadow, and now what? You're in your head. Then it becomes a strength. Now you love it, and now you're in your head, and you're not helping anybody. Okay, tell me how to help people. What are you going to do? Get out and do something. That's what this collapse is going to The blessing is people have to get out, and they're going to need each other. They have to stop thinking of themselves, and they have to stop thinking that helping each other exhausts them. God, the need. God, they burn me out. Oh, it's so hard. Well, you, you think that was hard? Where do you see the years ahead? I don't ever remember my grandmother saying I'm burned out, and she had all these kids. Right. I don't ever remember that. I don't ever remember all these people, all my elders, saying, oh, my God, menopause is so difficult. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they simply went through it. Yep. Oh, my God, I'm so delicate. I just can't take it. I never remember any of my elders. They were built like war horses. Yep. So we can learn a lot from looking back at them, too. Okay, and we're going to be back right after the break. This is Andrea Matthews on Authentic Living. Today we're talking to Caroline Mays. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. 
When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. It was a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earned my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit A-I-H-T dot E-D-U. All my love. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at skillsusa.org. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living, brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. And this is our last segment to talk with Caroline. So I want to 
to sort of have you catch us up to date on what you're doing out there. I know there's so much that you're doing to educate the world with regard to, you know, finding the soul and this whole idea of being a practicing mystic. So tell us what you're doing and, and about your website so that our listeners can find out where they can go to learn more about you and all your work. Well, I have I actually have a great website because it, I um, have a lot of my videos and a lot of the lectures from my workshop. I have an institute called CMED, and always at my workshops I have a great guest speaker that uh, is a terrific teacher in his own right, like James Finley, who's wonderful. I had the late John Donahue. I have um, a wonderful astrologer, uh, Lynn Belcoming, great, great teachers, John Borzanko. And their lectures are available for free that people can come in and just, you know, however it is people use the, the websites and they, I, I don't have the language. You know how that you can click on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm so not skilled at this. I feel like a fraud even talking about it. Oh, that's okay. Well, we I know they can go. You can go to the website to help and me get this do this. But anyway, I, I, all of this is up on my website, and you, you can tell by the way I'm speaking that someone else does this for me. But also, I write a monthly newsletter called The Salon, and because I think it's, for me it's important to um, develop ideas with people. And uh, this time I, t- I did The Salon on um, trying to find the silver lining in what's going on. You know, I also do newsletters. So these are available to people, and then I have my workshops. I'm going to be in um, Boston coming up in the second weekend in March, and or the first weekend in March. Or, you know, I'm all over the place, and I'm going to Avila, Spain. I'm going to Avila, Spain. Wonderful. I'm in Mar- in April to do a workshop in Avila on Saint Teresa on entering the castle, and I take them to the convents where that she founded, and they're still filled with Carmelite nuns. Wow. So um, that is just brilliant. They're still filled with Carmelite nuns, and uh, it's they're just incredible. So I, I think that's it's a wonderful workshop because I do it on entering the castle, on taking people into their soul, and then the other teacher who joins me is is James Finley, who's a positively extraordinary teacher and, and mystic, and he does John of the Cross, who of course was also in Avila. And he was Teresa's spiritual companion and guide, and he does the Dark Night of the Soul. So I do the Seven Mansions of the Soul, and then he does the Dark Night of the Soul. And the combination of the two of us makes for a profound retreat. And I think for somebody who feels a need to uh, ignite their soul into liftoff, or and to have a very deep retreat that in, that it be, initiates prayer for them, and initiates a sense of an inner life. Uh, this would be the place. Now, I I am aware that many people would not like to sojourn to Spain for such kind uh, this kind of experience, but I find that doing this workshop in the setting of Avila is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm not going to do it again. Um, so, it's in April. Okay, okay. And they can go to your website, which is www.mace.com, yes. mm-hmm. and get more information about that. And you've also got a new book coming out, Defy Gravity. Defy Gravity, right. This one is a lot of what I talk about in healing and how 
the limitations of the way we've approached healing in that we um, have made it a mental experience that we have not, in fact, gone the distance and animated the force of the soul that the mystics did. They knew how to defy gravity. They knew what the mystical laws were as well as the physical laws. And so I decided to incorporate the knowledge the mystics had with what we began with in terms of what cracked open when when the New Age started, but we never made it. Yet the potential was there because we're on the uh, beginning of a mystical renaissance. So I took that and went the distance and wrote this, this book on, the, on, on essential truths that they knew and talked about how to incorporate this into your life. Okay, so another challenging book that helps us learn beyond, <laughs> beyond yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. How to, how to actually heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's more than just healing. It's about learning to reason like a mystic okay. as an effective way to function in this world. Okay. And, and, it's, and how to work through your problems, how to become really, how to defy gravity. Right, right. That concept, uh, ha- does that have that di- defying gravity, does that have anything to do with uh, the, the, the thing you talked about in, um, in uh, entering the castle about surrender? Is that also a part of this healing process, surrender? Well, I, I think surrender stands on its own as a, as a true um, stage of mystical union with, with God. I mean, what is surrender? Surrender is when you realize, when you get to a point of true exhaustion, of battling your need to have things happen as you want them, of needing to find out why, why things happened as they did, of battling a, where your five senses finally reach their limits in terms of keeping you afloat in the midst of a crisis where you want things to be other than the way they are and they simply cannot. And for all the use of your will, for all the use of your reason, for all the use of your strength, you cannot change what is. And at that point, you have to surrender to it or die. And in that surrendering, what you are truly releasing is yourself from your own hell and your own will and your own fear. What you fear in surrendering is that you will be crushed by the outside world when in fact in the act of surrendering you are lifted beyond the outside world. And that's defying gravity. Okay, well, we're done with our show today. We could go on for hours and hours talking to Caroline Mace about um, this whole idea of the soul and entering the castle and defying gravity. I'm afraid we can't do that, but I'm going to refer you to her website, www.mace.com, to get more information. And don't forget to tune in next week for Albert Clayton Galden. We're going to be talking about who you are really. Um, And this is Andrea Matthews. This is Authentic Living. We'll be back again next week, and don't forget, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. 
Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.